and I began to move towards that light, and I moved into a place that people report to be the tunnel. To me, it was simply a place of transition. It was as if there was a great amount of energy that was funneled into a, a narrow space, and it was a place of transition, and there were people there that didn't seem to know what they were or who they are, who did seem to be confused and, and lost and dark. And I moved through this place, and I realized what moved me through this place was not what moves us physically. You know, when we move physically, we have an intent, and then we decide to take an action. We express that physically. What I found moved me through the tunnel was not an intent, not a decision, not a will, certainly not a physical being because I was no longer a physical being. I was literally uh, energy. But what moved me was love. And this was the love of all loves, the greatest of loves that moved me. And the sooner, the quicker I moved, the more love I felt. So what moved me through this place of transition where people were some people were not moving, was the great love that I had for the love of all loves, for the love of all beauties. Um, to me, the, the love of God. So, but then I went up to the, the ceiling of the room where I was staying, and I was met there by this angel who was like lit from within with a glorious radiance. And I felt um, like I knew him, and I, I, he was in, a, in an ethereal body like I was. And he, he took my hand, such as it was, and we went flying out through the window, which was overlooking the ocean. And, um, but I was not looking down because right up ahead of us, angled to the right, um, there was this inverted Tunnel. Uh, people have called it a tunnel since Raymond Moody wrote his books, but it, it looked more like um, it had a very wide opening and narrow exit at the far end. And then we went into th this this funnel or this tunnel, and it was like a portal to another dimension, um, a dimension with no time, with no space. It, um, an, an eternal place. And as we were going, I could see far ahead um, this pinpoint of light, and it got, as, as we moved through the funnel, uh, it got larger and larger and brighter and brighter. And at some point, I was, I was out of the tunnel. And the amazing thing, too, was that I knew what was happening to me. I knew that I was going home, that I was going to the only real home we ever have. Yeah, there was a sense of timelessness. I realized that, very bluntly, there was no such thing as time. Um, and in this timeless state, I 
the experience of, for instance, trying to look, trying to experience where am I, what's going on here, and looking around, just as though you would do it physically. It was just, you know, the same feeling, same sensations as that. Looking around and thinking, what in the world is this, where am I? And being able to only see absolute darkness. There were no identifiable objects. It was absolutely black, opaque. And with this realization, even though I wasn't frightened by this, this was still comfortable, the next experience that I can describe to you is having that darkness or blackness just take the shape of a tunnel. Shape of a tunnel is the best description as far as I'm concerned. I've heard other people in the last 11 years say a funnel, a tube, uh, uh, an abyss or abyss. Various other descriptions, but I like the idea of a tunnel because it's cylindrical. It extends forward, uh, in my circumstance, to infinity. Um, it was ever so slightly funnel-shaped, allowing for the depth perception. With this realization and this sighting of this tunnel, I had the feeling that I was moving forward, and it was straightforward, well balanced, comfortable, and through the center of this tunnel, that forward motion increased in speed. Although there was not wind, vibration, uh, sound, there was certainly a visual connotation of the tunnel flashing around me or me going through the center of it. Uh, but there were no G-forces like we would normally experience in acceleration. With this acceleration, however, um, the first empirical piece of knowledge that I gained from this out-of-body experience or near-death experience was that I realized, and I simply realized it, let's say intuitively, I realized that I attained the speed of light or possibly faster than the speed of light. Uh, at that time in my life, I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't realize that it was physically impossible. I didn't realize um, uh, anything at all about Albert Einstein's theories on relativity. And I was not aware of mathematically that it's basically 186,000 miles a second. I knew that it was very, very fast, but more importantly and more accurately, I knew that whatever, whoever I was at that time, and I felt as though I was myself, Tom Sawyer and all my character and characteristics, that I was going or functioning at the speed of light. So whisking through this tunnel, the next thing that I'll describe to you is that way off and paradoxically to infinity, was this minute little speck of light. Um, that light was very profound. It was the first identifiable object that I was able to perceive or see. So I was eagerly anticipating what is that and isn't that beautiful. And with that realization, it was even more profound because that little speck of light way, way off in the distance was very bluntly the most beautiful thing that I had ever experienced in my life. It was absolute total beauty. It was white. Sometimes we like to dress up white by saying blue-white, uh, like we try to grade diamonds and such. Um, it was absolutely pure. It was brighter than something that would immediately blind you. It was the brightest thing that I'd ever experienced, brighter than a 100,000 carbon arcs or welder's torches, various things of brightness that we could measure. Uh, it, will, it was at least the equivalent and brilliance of the supernova. Um, it was also, other than beautiful, it represented a type of love that I'd never experienced. Uh, now I can use the phrase unconditional love, although I wasn't familiar with that phrase at the time of this accident. 
uh, as I got closer to it, it's incorrect for me to say that the light got better because I'm trying to describe perfection for you. Once you attain perfection, you can't get better than that. You can't have something improve. And in spite of that dilemma, it is paradoxically accurate for me to say that it was more perfect, it was better and better, and in the last several years, a realization has come that if you have something that is perfect and you're observing it or you're experiencing it, it can't get any better, but you and your perceptions can get clearer and more accurate. So as I developed a better sense of what it was I was experiencing, that's where I have the the sensation or the realization that things got better or clearer or more accurate. Um, there was some type of a deceleration in this tunnel because the next thing that I want to describe to you is that I was motionless. I was stopped at the end of the tunnel and I had a realization, let's just call it intuitive again, that behind me was this tunnel. I did not turn around to verify it, say to turn around and look at it. It wasn't necessary. Much more importantly was before me and then covering the entire vista before me, just totally engulfing everything, was the light. As I approached the end of that tunnel, I realized that the light itself was emanating from outside the end of the tunnel. It was not the very end of the tunnel. It was engulfing whatever the realm was outside this tunnel. Um, and again, that might just be symbolism. It might just be um, um, a focused perception onto the aspect of the light. And once that perception is focused accurately enough to perceive any degree of it, then there's no longer the need for the symbolic tunnel or funneling or focusing. I like those phrases. It's interesting. Um, I've never quite told it that way. I think it shines a little different light on the subject. <laughs> Suddenly noticed in the middle of the room that there was a black dot right in front of the stereo, hanging in the middle of the living room. And I didn't have any background or knowledge of near-death experiences. Um, I had begun to have a series of very interesting spiritual experiences, but I, I had no idea what was happening. Fortunately, a boyfriend was with me. Um, we were just eating a sandwich and drinking iced tea. And I asked him, do you see the black dot? It's right there in front of us. And he said, no, he didn't see it. But it also came with a sense that someone very near to me appeared to be dying. And I said, do you feel all right? And, you know, he was disturbed by this. He didn't like the way I was acting. And, I, and suddenly it got much worse. I was pulled directly through the black hole um, into a dark tunnel. And I found myself rapidly moving toward a tiny, tiny little point of light and the tunnel was freezing cold. I was frightened. Um, the feeling of coming out of my body was like being sucked out almost um, violently, um, very hard, and I had no idea what was happening to me. The next thing I know, I'm standing in a beautiful light and everything, absolutely everything has changed. I am happy, I feel free, I'm joyous that this has happened. I don't understand it, but I'm standing in an ocean, an ocean of golden white waves, this light with crystalline drops everywhere, like diamonds floating in the air. 
I believe that the black dot was just the reflection of this tunnel that some people have described. I know that you know probably less than 10% of the people who've had near-death or out-of-body experiences go through this tunnel, but to some it's known as the tunnel of death. It's got other names in literature and in religious um, teachings throughout the world, but I think I was seeing a reflection of it and that it was about to engulf me. I was about to go through that tunnel, whether I wanted to or not. So as I turned back over, I remember laying there, I felt another presence, but this wasn't really like the presence of, of people. This was something else. I felt all the energy that I was talking about, the, the healing energy of, of love, was now turned up it was like somebody had turned the dial up hugely and um and just ahead of me was this tunnel of white light it, it was amazing it was just it was coming towards me and there was this powerful energy coming from from the middle again it was the same white light that i'd seen above me but it was more it was huge the tunnel was surrounded by these flames that were slowly like circulating around the edge of the actual light itself which Normally it would be quite sort of terrifying to look at because it was pretty huge. But for me, it was just, uh, again, I got no sense of worry. I just knew straight away that this was the source of all creation that I was looking at. This was God, you know, this was this is where it all comes from. It's not a guy with the beard on top of the Vatican ceiling in Rome. It's this huge tunnel of white light. The energy coming from that felt like every part of my body was just vibrating throughout from this energy of love that was coming from it. And in, in, in the books say sometimes it's a tunnel of light. It's a tunnel of love. The light thing is to me, in my opinion, is a misnomer. You're surrounded strictly by love and the love is, is a, a bright light so bright that I call it an incredible clearness because the mind can't comprehend anything that bright. We're that limited. And just boom, I was in that huge dark tunnel. My body was, you know, I was floating my legs, uh, my feet forward and like, like this. It was going at such a fast pace and I could see the bright light at the end of the tunnel. It was really bright a really brilliant, really vivid, really radiant, um, bright and sharp. However, uh, even though it was sharp, it was not hurting. It was, sh it's hard to describe because this kind of light doesn't exist on this earthly plane. Uh, but it, it was so overwhelming of pure love. It was, it was embracing you with so much love with the greatest love ever you could ever met you could ever meet you could ever you could ever encounter so uh, at, at, about at the end uh, at the middle of the journey in the tunnel before really reaching the light uh, two angels came and on each side and huge humongous very wide very tall they would get the height of the tunnel um, and they just said, don't worry, you're okay, uh, all is well, we're here with you, and we love you. And I found myself in a tunnel, and it was a, the sensation was that I was in water. I was in a black, completely dark tunnel, and 
my body, I didn't look to see if I had a body. I just had this sensation that my body was moving down, like this is my body, moving down and coming up through a tunnel. And I remember distinctly thinking, I'm in water. This is so strange, but I can breathe. So at some point as I'm coming up the tunnel, I see very faint light. It wasn't a bright light like many describe. And then I, I find myself emerging out of water. And I'm, I look down and I see myself standing in a very gentle river. And all around me is a very beautiful, very peaceful forest. The first thing I was aware of at, uh, later on was um, looking up and seeing the surgeon and hearing him say, pity you were too late, chaps. And he took off his mask and went off. And I uh, was a bit concerned because I had, all my faculties were still there. And then I became aware that I wasn't looking at the surgeon from the operating table, but I was way above looking down. And he was chatting and, and they were closing the place up and putting lights out and all that sort of thing. And I had this incredible experience of, of, of moving up into a, a misty sort of area and then becoming aware that I was in a tunnel. And it was, in, it was totally peaceful. It was, it was um, a place of absolute compassion, of understanding, of uh, no coercion to do anything at all. And I became aware, actually, that I wasn't me. I was a, a long tube with, a, with rounded ends. And I was, this tunnel started to form around the, the mist. And as soon as I was aware of that, the... the the tube started to move up the tunnel. There was a big light at the end. And uh, it came to rest just at the end of the the tunnel. And I got out. I was no longer the tube. I was a sort of virtual baby in nappies, if you like. A symbol of total innocence, but, but completely without fear. And very curious about the, the light and... And then it, it, this experience starts getting trite because I don't really have the language to describe it. But I got out and I went into this area of, of lighter area. While I was driving, the experience begins by in that state of talking to the Lord, wrestling with those issues in my life and so forth, that I felt my body just begin to lift, actually in the car seat, just spontaneously. And as I lifted, I felt myself just come up and I popped out the top right-hand side of my forehead and just instantaneously separated from my body, stood about three feet away. And there, it was just that experience of just being <gasps> startled. You know, I looked down and saw Dale. And it happened in a millionth of a second. And as soon as I saw him and it was just startled with shaking, I was turned toward that long black tunnel. Head first, and I was sucked up the tunnel. Uh, and it was with just immense energy and intensity, and, and it appeared as though the tunnel was infinitely long, yet I went through it very quickly. 
I did not meet anybody in the tunnel, no deities, entities of any type. I simply went up the tunnel, and as I was rolling through the tunnel, I could see there was light in the distance. And I was kind of spinning and tossing and nervous, and as I came to the end of that tunnel, it just slowed down, and I just plopped out into what could only be described as a sea of light. I tried to express it there as concentric rings of light that went on and on and on. Me popping out the tunnel, my face is there, I'm surrounded by gold light, and then not a great job of the concentric rings. You see the concentric rings somewhat better here. Intense energy, and when I looked out, I looked out across the sea of light, and I was just shaking. And it appeared to me to be a very pregnant moment, and I didn't know what to say, think, or do. But my first words were, after I composed myself for a minute, Lord, where am I? Those are the first words verbatim that I said. At the moment I said those words, Lord, where am I? Then I was just engulfed with the most overwhelming experience of white light, the presence of love, the presence of, of, of being safe, of being secure, of being eternal, of, of being on the grounds of heaven. And at that moment, this white light came to me and stood before me about three feet away. And it's interesting, uh, I had a tradition, in a Christian tradition, Cynthia had no tradition. Jesus doesn't appear to me as a personage, but it's a ball of white light. In other words, it's not Buddha or Muhammad, or it's just a ball of white light. And yet I made an appeal to the Lord, Lord, where am I? The light comes to me, embraces me, and then I start to calm down a little bit and realize I'm safe. I'm safe here, safe as I've ever been. And as that happens, I begin to realize, and I say to the light, but, but what about Dale? <laughs> He's going to wreck. So there I am kind of on the grounds of heaven with the opportunity to ask the light. And my first question is, what about Dale? He's going to wreck. And as I spoke, it was at the time I felt as though I was speaking directly to the white light, to the Lord. Yet, it was as though it was telepathic, really. I spoke the words, and they were received and spoken back to me. And the moment I said that, I was turned and I was sent down the tunnel. Because I'd ask about Dale, down this long tunnel again, meeting nobody, popping out three feet before me, seeing myself again driving, I come back in the top of my head, I don't understand this, but out my eyes over the front of the car, which is a 68 Jeep, down the front wheel, and I'm looking at the front wheel, going one inch from the center line, at whatever speed, perfectly, not deviating a millimeter. I'm like, oh, I come back up over the hood of the car, back in my eyes, and woof, back up the tunnel. Just as, fa as fast as I asked the question, I was sent down, and I was essentially showing that, oh, uh, Dale's doing fine. And the impression that was left was, huh, he's on autopilot. The essence that that person requires maybe one half of 1% you know, of his being to do that task. So I woof back up the tunnel. Now I'm back, boom, before the light again. And I could see Dale, his smug grin, driving down the road, all the things here normally, completely separated. And you're in the same lane, lane keeping the same speed, right. and you see, okay, I'm fine, Dale's okay. Right, and boom, back up the tunnel. And 
it wasn't like I asked to go up or down. It just I was sent. I down. I was sent up. I was sent down. <laughs> I was sent back up to the light. And now, as I stood before the light, there was a kind of a shift. And you'd have to know a little bit about my personality, my background, very inquisitive, a doubting Thomas, didn't rest easy. You know, my studies were in psychology and philosophy. I come from somewhat of a religious background, but not a staunch religious background at all. But as I appeared back to the light, I began to ask about Dale's life and where he was and why there were so many problems and why, well, that was a bad take. <laughs> Because the light, I, I say that humorously, because the light embraced me and answered my questions and whoosh, sent me down the tunnel again. The same way I went before, and I stopped three feet before. And I sat and I looked at Dale. And the light showed me very directly, without reservation, Dale's arrogance, uh, his judgment, Dale's intellectual separation from the world, uh, Dale's hardening of his heart, uh, matter of fact, and yet compassionately. It was as though no punches were pulled, but it was loving. It appears contradictory or paradoxical. So you were not being judged, but it was almost like having a life review. In some ways, yes, because that's one element that technically lacked. My experience has all of the elements of an NDE minus clinical death and a life review, but it has some aspect of that because I wanted to know why I was in such straits at that point in my life. And the Lord gave me answers to those questions and back up the tunnel. At this point, I, I begin to ask the, uh, the light really 10,000 questions. In other words, I was now there's a shift that takes place. I was in a different place with the light and began to ask about life and about. Now this is the point in my experience which I still don't understand to this day, even though in part it's bleeding through, is that the light took me and we left out into the clouds. We went out and out and out and out and out across those concentric rings of clouds. But we crossed a barrier. When we crossed that barrier, I retained nothing at that point. I separated, I left for a time period. When I was brought back, I crossed that barrier and it was back at the top of the tunnel with the light. And at that point, to bring my story somewhat to a close here, the light then was preparing to send me back. And I said to the light, but no, no, I have one more question. But the light turned me and attempted to send me down the tunnel. And I couldn't believe, after all I'd been through, that I had to go back. And so I just remember throwing myself, like trying to grab hold of the light. And instead, I was just turned and I was sent down the tunnel. This time, again, the same manner, but at the ending, there was no slowdown, there was no soft landing. I just crash landed into my body. Uh, and I remember when I came back, I was so shaking. I was just as though 10,000 volts had been through me. And I got my truck off to the side of the road <laughs> and parked and just, well, <laughs> wept for about a half hour. And I got sucked into a tunnel, and it was like a... It was almost like a hallway in a high school, you know, where there's just like, after the school is closed, the doors are closed in the hallway, but there's lights on in the rooms. So you get like glimpses of light, but you know, then they go away and it's dark again and it's just like this tunnel. And I was totally weightless and I was getting pulled through this tunnel that 
slowly started to change color and then it became completely white and it was just like the whitest white you have ever seen this is not going to compare but it was literally like palpable like you could feel the white and then i just evaporated and i became particles of this white light and it was very you know dense and suddenly i could see in multiple places at the same time i could feel multiple feelings at the same time except none of them were negative it was all good feelings and emotions and thoughts nothing was negative or scary or uptight or anxious it was beautiful and clear and I was connected to everything and everything was connected to me. So I thought, there ought to be a tunnel of light around here somewhere. I wonder, wonder where that is. <laughs> cool. And all of a sudden, as soon as I thought it, it was like whoosh. It kind of came in behind me. And, and the neatest thing was, I could feel it. Because the light spilled out of the opening of this tunnel. And it was the most exquisite, most gorgeous, most unbelievable, unconditional, pure love that you could ever imagine. Our, our brains can't imagine it because we have nothing like that here. What we have here, you know, we think is love, but far, far too often it involves some kind of control over what somebody does. And it's, it's not, we get, we get a, an image of it with, with parents and children, that they love their child no matter what. And I think that's, that's, that's pretty close. But, but for most of us, we don't get to experience that much, that very much as adults. And this was the purest it can be. And it pulled me. In, in the sense it beckoned me, but it also pulled me almost magnetically. Because I was going back to the source. It was pulling me back to the source, back from where I came. And I went, I went through this tunnel. And when I got to the other end of it, I was in the middle of this brilliant white light and this amazing, pure, unconditional love. And the thing that I felt the most was, I'm home. Whatever worries or cares I might have still been carrying were gone. It's as if I had been working in the mines for 200 years, and I finally came home. And it sent me uh, into, into, this into, into this tunnel, right? And so I remember when I first entered the tunnel, there was, uh, there was a, a feeling that my father was present, who died at, at an early age when I was 14, and a friend of mine that also, I, I love this little boy, he was a, he's like my little brother, and he, he got run over by a car, and uh, I missed him very much, and he was there as well. I remember feeling their consciousness, but as I was 
and entered this tunnel, I could see at the end of the tunnel there was a very brilliant, bright, beautiful white light. And it was so bright and so beautiful that I wanted to go into that light. There was no resistance. How do I get out of here? And no sooner I said those words, I found myself through the ceiling and into a dark tunnel. Now, when I say to you it was a dark tunnel, I don't think you can begin to understand that level of darkness. It was darkness that seeps deep into your soul. And I'm in this absolutely dark tunnel wondering, well, where is this going to lead to? When a speck of light appeared. And it begins to oscillate. And of course, if you're in a very dark space and light appears, your eyes get drawn to the light. So I'm drawn to the light and I'm watching this oscillating light. And with each, each time it goes around, it expands. And, um, and then I come to the, I'm moving almost at the speed of light. And then I come to, I can see the entrance or the exit of the tunnel. And the thought in my head is, if I ever recover from this experience, if I entered that velocity of light, it would burn the Cornelius out of my eyes. And I merged. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you. There are no words in any language. And at the next point, I was moving down a large black tunnel. It sounds like a cliche, but that's exactly what it was. It was this sort of big tunnel and there was a rumbling noise like deep, deep earthquakes or trains going by. I guess I should have been scared, but I don't think I was. I was aware that I had a presence, a, a, uh, a presence, but not a body. But it wasn't like I said, oh, well, I don't have a body. I just was where I was at and I could see around myself. And as I got to the end of this tunnel, I came into a world or a place where flowers were huge and the grass and the colors were so vividly beautiful and vibrant and everything was alive. From their perspective, I just stopped. Everything, heart, respiration, boom, there's nothing there. And they don't know why. No. Now, what I saw was I immediately started going through this tunnel. And there were, it was kind of like these sort of flashing lights. And I was spinning, but it wasn't, it didn't make me dizzy or anything. Um, and I just remember going down this chute, or up this chute, directions are meaningless there, and I came out in this gray area, um, like big gray amorphous clouds or something. And I knew there was other beings there. I could sense that. I shot out the top of my head, and I started seeing, I never read about near-death experiences either, I started seeing some kind of a tunnel, or it was like a chute and it was pulling me along, it was full of light. And I was just moving down the tunnel real fast. Towards the end of it, I just kind of slowed down and there were my friends. And I went to heaven. And it was just like this beautiful tunnel that, that twisted or spiraled like a staircase. And it was full of angels. 
glowing white angels. They were literally everywhere all around me. And I left my body and, and flew through what felt like a tunnel of lights just flying at me. And then I just emerged into this world of brilliant white light in a, an, a place that was nothing but love. That's the only way that can describe it, just a complete feeling of love. All of a sudden, I was transported into these, what I like to call um, the uh, tunnel of colors. Uh, all kinds of colors in this in this tunnel. I was going super duper fast and all of a sudden things got super white and um, I was in this waiting room. At that point, I just kept floating and, and I saw this big tunnel. I had a very atypical experience. Big tunnel with a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I just floated toward, through the tunnel, I entered the tunnel and I floated toward this light. This amazing, beautiful, peaceful, loving, all-encompassing and unconditional light. I, you really can't express it in human words because it completely limits the experience and there are no human words to express it. I say it's more of an emotion than it is uh, a, a word. And I started to go towards the light and I describe it as when I burst into the light and I was all-encompassed into the light, it's sort of like when you're being born. I stopped breathing and everything went black for a minute, but I was still conscious of what was going on. It was just dark for a minute, and then all of a sudden this, this tunnel came, appeared, and I started going through this tunnel. And um, and as I, you know, as I was going through it, there were like spirits in the tunnel, and they were saying, you know, with real low voices like, "Get him, get him," and and these spirits were like slapping against my arms but they they couldn't do anything to me they didn't have any power and I was going straight to the end of the tunnel where there was this real bright light and when I got to the bright light then everything just got real bright and all of a sudden all I, I was there with all of these um, saints in white robes and they were all singing. We, I was traveling through what looked like deep space moving past uh, light that was blurring by at, as you had described, breakneck yeah. speed. And in the distance, I was seeing a giant light. But about that time, I recognized that I was not traveling alone. I was, it seemed like it was coming from my body, a light beam, in a sense, uh, illuminating from me, illuminating my pathway. And the pathway that I was in was not a tunnel. It was a narrow beam of light illuminated by something coming from within me, about twice the width of my body, arms stretched out. It didn't take long to start recognizing in the distance as I'm moving at a, a hugely fast speed, um, this, this huge ball of light. And it, it looked white at first, only, only white. But I was moving to it and it's getting closer and closer and, and bigger and bigger. And um, I've had uh, a few years uh, to fool around with the computer trying to duplicate that light that I saw. But then suddenly I found myself traveling down a dark tunnel very, very quickly. Uh, it was dark all around me and I could hear a sort of a whooshing sound as I was going, like as though the, the wind was in my ears as if I was traveling very fast and I was traveling towards a light. I could see a light 
in the distance. At first it was very small, and, uh, but I was travelling very quickly towards it. And as I got closer and closer, I was thinking, you know, I must be, I must be dead or I must be dying. It just seemed really rather astonishing, but it didn't bother me at all. I was just travelling very quickly towards this light. But I actually flatlined in the dentist chair. I, I died and I found myself all of a sudden in this tunnel and as I was in this tunnel and I looked ahead I thought, wow, where am I? Because um, I remembered at that moment that I was in the dentist chair and yet all of a sudden I found myself somewhere else. So later I deducted that when you die your mind doesn't stop, your mind keeps going. But I still hadn't realized that I had died. And I found myself being pulled toward uh, this beautiful light at the end of the tunnel. It was a very small pinpoint light and I got pulled closer and closer to this light. And there were other beings like myself in this tunnel and they would get pulled toward the light and then uh, through to the other side and I, as I got closer it was like a vacuum cleaner that kind of sucked me through the light to the other side and I was totally baffled and wondered now what's going on but at that moment I was totally disconnected from the dentist office itself I was totally uh, in a whole different realm and I found myself feeling like I was ascending and I was like in this funnel and going through layers of, I don't want to say rainbow of colors, it was more like an aurora borealis where the lights went up and down and up and down, beautiful magnificent lights and they had little sparkles in them and as I rose through the aurora borealis light effect, all of a sudden I saw my my dog that I had as a childhood, I saw Rusty. Um, he was an Irish setter and he was young and beautiful and um, his fur shone and I thought, wow, that's amazing. Our souls of our pets are here. And then I started ascending again through layers of white light, very softly curved and uh, one layer right after another and they started in a particular white light and each layer was a different intensity of white. It wasn't bright, it was soft and mellow but almost like it was mixed with blues and, and just different intensities of white light and there were beans there just like me and I just like me and I'm thinking whoa what's going on here and so I tried to pinch myself and when I looked down at my body, I didn't have a body. It was only light. It was a light. And the beings that were in these layers of white light were the same. And it was like I had ears and I, like I had a head, like I had eyes. And, you know, my head was there, just, just my body was gone. They were the same. It was like we were talking to each other telepathically. We were talking with our minds. And as I passed through and continued ascending, I saw way at the top of this little funnel this beautiful, uh, magnificent ball of light. And 
it was like when in the past, in the old days, when the television program went out at midnight, there was all of this crackly energy-like, only this was a ball of light and energy field that was like diamonds and jewels, and it, it, it uh, pulsated, it swirled, it pulsated, and it went from all the beautiful hues and colors that exist, almost colors that even don't exist in our earthly world. It, it was so bright and brilliant, and yet I could look right straight into this light. And as I ascended continuously, I felt buoyant and, and really quite relaxed. Finally, the stresses were totally gone that we normally have. And in the last layer, it was like the last layer cradled this beautiful ball of light. They scooted me on top of the operating table, and I remember hitting that operating table. It was so cold. And I was looking around, and I could just feel myself going in and out of consciousness, and I could see everything began to slow down, as though everything was put on a pause moment. And I could see in the corner the beginning stages of what I call the bullseye began to rotate and everything going in, in pause moment and I remember the, the surgeon saying put those GD IVs in and we need them now and he said I can't his veins keep collapsing you need to find a vein we're losing him and they rolled me on my side and he said this is going to hurt a lot in five four three two one boom I could see myself hovering on the ceiling, but I couldn't really see me because I was, I guess, in spirit form. But I could look down and see Peter Anthony, meaning Peter was looking down at Peter, but I could see Peter. And all these doctors were just going in this medical protocol. And the tunnel began to rotate and rotate. And for me, what happened, I felt as though something had attached itself to my solar plexus, but not Peter on the table. Peter hovering over the operating table. And I felt as though it was being vacuumed into this tunnel. And for me, the most incredible thing was that there were people, family members and relatives and friends were greeting me there at this rotating tunnel, but they weren't my current brother and sister and my father and my aunt and uncle and grandmother and grandparents of that lifetime, of that current lifetime who had died. These were all past life people that were there greeting me to come into this tunnel. And I knew, I, I knew who they were and they were smiling. And when I went into the tunnel, I mean, again, imagine from zero to 60 in a car in a matter of moments, like in a Ferrari, you're at record speed and I was being vacuumed through this rotating tunnel. My tunnel had colors, all these mathematical equations, two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 all these triple codes, quantum physics, all surrounded by color and sound. And I was grasping every moment, every second, the collective intelligence. I mean, imagine the mind of Einstein and Tesla and, and Darwin, you know, uh, your, 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 your college professor, your high school history teacher. All this was being downloaded in my mind and I knew everything at that moment. I remember going through the tunnel as I'm watching these colors and the sound how can you even describe the sound? How can you describe the sound attached or combined with the numbers as you're spinning through this tunnel?